the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Let no one deceive you by any means, speaking of the tribulation period. For that day will not come unless the falling away comes first. So there's going to be a falling away from faith. The falling away, not a falling away, the falling away. And the man of sin is revealed. That's the Antichrist. He's called the man of sin here. He's called the son of perdition who opposes and exalts himself above all that is called God or that is worshipped. We are warned here in the scripture of just a few of the signs that we will see as the tribulation period arrives. There will be complete chaos and the Antichrist will reveal himself as God. He will deceive and lie and try to put himself in the center to be worshipped instead of the true King Jesus. In today's message, Pastor Dan will remind you of these signs and warnings we will see when that time comes. As Christians, we must be aware and ready for this time of deception so as to not be fooled by the man of sin. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 as he continues his message, Biblical Perspective on Israel-Hamas War. Here, Jesus warns Jews who will be in Israel at that time during the tribulation in the future. He warns them to flee. Get out of Israel as quickly as possible. Don't even go back to gather your belongings. If you're in the field, don't return home to grab your coat. Just run for your life and get out of the country as fast as you can. Again, woe to those who are pregnant because you're not going to be able to move that fast. Those that are nursing babies, pray that it's not in the winter. Pray that it's not on the Sabbath day. Because there's going to be this great persecution against the Jewish people during the tribulation period. They're going to have to flee to the mountains and take refuge in the mountains of Jordan. Jordan, by the way, is going to be the only area that is not conquered and ruled by the Antichrist. The Bible tells us. So they flee to Jordan. Turn with me over to Revelation chapter 12. Revelation chapter 12. Again, this is the tribulation period, that seven-year period that is in the future, at the end of this age, when the Jewish people will experience great persecution. Revelation chapter 12, verse 1. Revelation 12, 1. Verse 1 says, Now a great sign appeared in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun, with the moon under her feet, and on her head a garland of twelve stars. And this is, a, this is speaking metaphorically of Israel. Then being with child, she cried out in labor and in pain to give birth. So she has a child. It's speaking of Jesus Christ who is born of Israel. 
And another sign appeared in heaven. Behold, a great fiery red dragon. Who do you think that is? Who? Satan, right. Satan is the dragon. Having seven heads and ten horns and seven diadems on his head, his tail drew a third of the stars of heaven, the demons, threw them to the earth, And look what it says. And the dragon stood before the woman who was ready to give birth to devour her child as soon as it was born. Remember when Jesus was born? The wise men from the east, they come to Herod the Great, and they say, we've come to worship the one born the king of the Jews. And what did Herod do ultimately? He ordered the execution of all the babies born in Bethlehem in an attempt to kill the one born the king of the Jews, Jesus Christ. So as soon as the child came, Satan was there to try to destroy him and was unsuccessful. Look what it says in verse 5. She bore a male child who was to rule all nations. Jesus Christ, the King of Kings, with a rod of iron. And then her child was caught up to God and his throne, his ascension after his death and resurrection. And then the woman fled into the wilderness where she has a place prepared by God. So she's going to flee into the wilderness of Jordan where there's a place prepared. And there, she shall, and there they should feed her there 1,260 days. This is three and a half years. It's the second half of the tribulation period. Skip down to verse 13. And the dragon, Satan, during the tribulation period, he's cast down to earth in verse 13. Now, when the dragon saw that he had been cast to the earth, he persecuted the woman who gave birth to the male child. So when Satan is cast to the earth during the tribulation period, he couldn't destroy the male child, Jesus Christ. So he's going to go after the mother of the child, Israel. And he's going to persecute Israel. And he's going to unleash this persecution against the Jewish people. It says, but the woman, verse 14, was given two wings of a great eagle that she might fly into the wilderness to her place where she is nourished for a time and times and half a time, three and a half years, from the presence of the serpent. So the Lord protects her from the presence of the serpent, the devil. So the serpent spewed water out of his mouth like a flood after the woman. that he might cause her to be carried away by the flood. But the earth helped the woman. The earth opened its mouth and swallowed up the flood, which the dragon had spewed out of his mouth. He's going to try to wipe out and annihilate the Jewish people during the tribulation period. And so again, we see that this is demonic. This is Satan going after the Jewish people. Going after the Jewish people. Why? Because the Jewish people are God's people. Israel's God's chosen people. We're studying that on Thursday nights with the Old Testament, looking at the book of Exodus and, how, and, and Genesis before that, and how God chose Abraham and made a covenant, an everlasting covenant with Abraham, and then with Isaac, his son, and with Jacob. And this everlasting covenant that he made with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, it included the land of Israel. And God gave to Israel his word, the Holy Scriptures, And most importantly, through Israel came the Savior of the world, Jesus Christ, who died for the sins of the world. So whosoever will may come to him and trust in him for forgiveness and salvation. We're saved by the Jewish Messiah, Jesus Christ. And Satan, because 
This, the child came from that woman. Satan wants to destroy that woman. And again, you can trace this all throughout Israel's history, through the Old Testament, into the New Testament, and even up into modern times. And so groups like Hamas hate the Jewish people. They want to destroy them. They want to wipe them off the earth. They want to replace Israel with an Islamic state in the land that God promised to Israel. It's demonic. It's satanic. And it's source. And again, the the hatred and the violence we've seen the last week towards the Jewish people, sadly, it foreshadows what will come in the tribulation period. Even the Battle of Armageddon that you've all heard of, the Battle of Armageddon, the armies of the Antichrist gather together to attack Jerusalem in an attempt to annihilate the Jewish people once and for all. You see, listen, all of the, all of the end times, all of the eschatology, it's all, it's all about Israel. Israel is the key to understanding. Jerusalem is the key to understanding where everything is heading ultimately. And God will use that persecution of the tribulation to cause the Jewish people to turn to Jesus Christ as their Messiah. That's the one silver lining in the whole thing. That they will call upon Jesus Christ for salvation. And Jesus will come at the end of the tribulation. He'll return literally, physically to the earth to rescue the Jewish people and establish his kingdom on the earth and rule over all the earth as king of kings and lord of lords. And he's going to rule from where? Washington, D.C. No, Jerusalem. Jerusalem. So what is happening, sadly, it, it reminds us of what is to come for the Jewish people ultimately that don't turn to Christ until the tribulation. Secondly, Hamas has called this terrorist assault on Israel, they have, they have called it the Al-Aqsa Flood. That's their name for it. The Al-Aqsa Flood. And the purpose of this assault, according to Hamas, is to protect the Al-Aqsa Mosque. To protect the Al-Aqsa Mosque from the Jewish people. That's why they're calling it the Al-Aqsa Flood. They're flooding people, they're flooding terrorists into Israel, and it's all to protect the Al-Aqsa Mosque. And you might be thinking, what is the Al-Aqsa Mosque? Uh, The Al-Aqsa Mosque is on the Temple Mount in Jerusalem. It's not in the Gaza Strip. It's in Jerusalem. It is the mosque on the Temple Mount. It's not the gold dome building. That's the Dome of the Rock. But right next to that, there's a building, a mosque with a black dome that is called the Al-Aqsa Mosque. And Hamas has stated that this is about the Al-Aqsa Mosque. And about the Temple Mount. And they have stated that they believe, listen, they are doing this because they believe the Jews intend to build a temple on the Temple Mount. That's what they've said. This week they've said that. And they're trying to protect the Temple Mount from, in their opinion, desecration by the Jewish people by the building of a temple, a Jewish temple, on the Temple Mount. Again, they've stated this. This is their purpose. This is NPR. 
right? So I'm not talking about some right-wing Christian conspiracy website here. How the Al-Aqsa Mosque became a flashpoint in the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. It's about the Temple Mount. Again, all of prophecy is about Israel, and it's specifically about Jerusalem, and it's even more specifically about the Temple Mount. And, and, and they are doing this whole thing to try to protect the Temple Mount and to protect it from the Jewish people building their next temple on the Temple Mount. I don't know if you know this. Hamas is calling for Muslims in Israel to march to the Temple Mount Friday the 13th. And they're calling for Muslims outside of the land of Israel to flood into Israel in support of protecting and preserving the Temple Mount. And they're calling for Muslims all around the world to march in support of this. Again, this is, this is widely reported in the news that this is going to take place. Pastor Dan will share the second half of today's message in just a moment. But first, he'd like to take a moment to tell you how you can receive prayer for your needs. Do you need prayer today? Every week we receive prayer requests from our listeners. If you need prayer for anything at all, we would like to pray for you right now. You can share your prayer requests with us through our website, calvaryec.com. Again, that's calvaryec.com or through our church app or by calling us at 410-491-4592. And can I ask you to pray for us as well? Pray for the Ring of Truth radio ministry as we bring the Word of God to those who need it. Thanks, Pastor Dan, and thank you for praying. Now, let's finish today's message. The fact that Hamas is concerned that the Jewish people intend to build a temple on the Temple Mount is significant prophetically. Again, I'm just trying to help you filter all of this through the lens of Scripture. If you're taking notes, Daniel chapter 9, verse 27. Daniel 9, 27. Jot it down. Again, we don't have time to do a deep dive into it. Go back and listen to the deep dive. I'll summarize it for you. Daniel chapter 9, verse 27 tells us that in the last days, there will be a ruler known elsewhere in the Bible as the Antichrist. And it says in Daniel 9, 27, he will confirm a seven-year covenant with many people, including the Jewish people. And that seven-year covenant that is confirmed, that is what marks the beginning of the tribulation period, the final seven years. And that covenant will allow the Jewish people to build a new temple on the Temple Mount and restart their sacrifices again, their sacrificial system. But at the midpoint of the seven-year covenant, again, Daniel chapter 9, verse 27, it says the Antichrist will bring an end to the sacrifices and the offerings. And then the Antichrist will commit what is called the abomination of desolation. That Jesus mentioned in Matthew chapter 24, verse 15. Remember I said we'll come back to that? What is the abomination of desolation? Again, it takes place in the tribulation period. We're talking about the future. And this is when the Antichrist, he will go into the temple in Jerusalem. And he will declare himself to be God. And he will demand to be worshipped. And that's when the Jewish people will recognize their mistake. So, turn with me over to 2 Thessalonians. 
Second Thessalonians chapter two, verse three, Paul writes to the Thessalonians, let no one deceive you by any means, speaking of the tribulation period, for that day will not come unless the falling away comes first. So there's going to be a falling away from faith, the falling away, not a falling away, the falling away. And the man of sin is revealed. That's the Antichrist. He's called the man of sin here. He's called the son of perdition who opposes and exalts himself above all that is called God or that is worshipped so that he sits as God in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. And Paul says, do you not remember that when I was still with you, I told you these things? Paul was only in Thessalonica for like three weeks. And he talked about the Antichrist and the tribulation period and the Antichrist declaring himself to be God. But, but again, look at what it says. For the Antichrist to sit in the temple as God and declare himself to be God, as it says in verse 4, that means there has to be a temple. There has to be a temple for him to sit in and declare himself to be God. So this requires a temple to be rebuilt. And this is what Hamas is concerned about that the Jews might rebuild their temple. And many, many Jews today long to have their temple, long to have their temple rebuilt. They're ready to begin construction. There's this longing among the Jews to have a, a temple. And Hamas is concerned that the Jews will build their temple someday. And it's, it's, it's striking. It should be striking to us that Hamas is concerned the Jewish people might attempt to build a temple one day, and they're trying to prevent it from being built. Something that Daniel wrote about and Paul wrote about thousands of years ago. And Hamas is willing to start a war over this, over this issue. And now, because of this war, Israel is is intent on wiping out Hamas, which will remove a group that objects to the Jews building a temple. So if they're successful, that group's going to be gone. The group that is objecting to them ever building a temple on the Temple Mount. So that's another thing to kind of see going on here with this. Third, which is probably the question I've been asked the most in this week, and that question is, is this the Ezekiel battle? Is this the Ezekiel battle described in Ezekiel chapters 38 and 39? Or how does this relate to Ezekiel 38 and 39. Again, again, I encourage you to go back and listen to those uh, sermons on those chapters. For those of you that are not familiar with the Ezekiel battle, let me just give you kind of a brief overview. So start over in chapter 37 of Ezekiel for me. Ezekiel 37. So here in Ezekiel 37, just as you're turning there, we have one of the most remarkable prophecies in all of the Bible. One of the most remarkable prophecies about the rebirth of Israel as a nation. In Ezekiel chapter 37, verse 1. The hand of the Lord came upon me and brought me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley and it was full of bones. This is the valley of bones. And then he caused me to pass by them all around and behold, There were very many in the open valley, and indeed they were very dry. And he said to me, Son of man, can these bones live? And so I answered, O Lord God, you know. And again he said to me, Prophesy to these bones and say to them, 
O dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God to these bones, Surely I will cause breath to enter into you, and you shall live. Now look down at verse 10. He gives us the interpretation. And so I prophesied as he commanded me, and breath came into them, and they lived and stood upon their feet, an exceedingly great army. Verse 11, then he said to me, son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. They indeed say our bones are dry, our hope is lost, and we ourselves are cut off. Therefore prophesy and say to them, thus says the Lord God, Behold, O my people, I will open your graves and cause you to come up from your graves and bring you into the land of Israel. Then you shall know that I am the Lord who I have, when I have opened your graves, O my people, and brought you up from your graves. He tells us that this is a prophecy about the rebirth of the nation of Israel. And if you don't know, Israel was destroyed as a nation in 70 A.D., And it didn't exist as a nation for 1900 years until 1948. In 1948, this prophecy about the rebirth of Israel, it was fulfilled. And that's not very long ago. Probably your parents or your grandparents were alive in 1948. And that is when Israel was reborn again as a nation after not existing For 1,900 years, it became a nation again in 1948. The bones, the dry bones came back to life. This is considered by by prophecy experts. This is considered uh, the, the super sign that we're in the last days, the rebirth of Israel. Previous to 1948, no one could say, well, Ezekiel 47 has been fulfilled or Ezekiel 37 has been fulfilled. But since 1948... Israel exists as a nation again. They're in their land, their own land. For the first time, they are sovereign, independent. Uh, Really, for the first time since the Babylonian, they're sovereign in their own land. So that's chapter 37 of Ezekiel. Chapter 40, you don't have to turn there, but in chapter 40, you have this description of the kingdom age when Christ returns. So in between chapter 37 and chapter 40, you have chapters 38 and 39. Are you with me? Did I lose anybody on that? Right? So you've got the rebirth of Israel, which just happened in 1948. And then in chapter 40, you've got the kingdom age when Jesus Christ comes back. And in between the rebirth of Israel and the kingdom age, you've got chapters 38 and 39. And in chapters 38, 39, there is a description of an invasion of the land of Israel by a coalition of nations. And then God supernaturally intervenes to defend Israel. Twice in chapter 38, God tells us this invasion will be in the latter days. Look in chapter 38, verse 8. After many days, you will be visited in the latter days, the latter years. You will come into the land of those those brought back from the sword and gathered from many people on the mountains of Israel which had long been desolate. The mountains of Israel are no longer desolate. And they're brought out of the nations, and now all of them dwell safely or confidently. Wouldn't you say that the nation of Israel was dwelling confidently until Saturday? They've as much as admitted that they were caught off guard by this and didn't expect it. But they were confident previous to that. 
listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. The message you heard today may have brought up some questions in your mind. If you're wondering about something you heard today, why not give us a call? Our number is 410-491-4592. We'd be happy to talk with you about any questions you might have or to hear about how these messages are challenging you. We'd also love to know about any prayer requests that you might have. Once again, that number is 410-491-4592. We invite you to pray for the ministry of Ring of Truth. So many listeners are hearing life-changing words that they don't get anywhere else. It's a great opportunity to reach those who are lost and without hope in the world. So thank you for your prayers as the word is being spread by these messages. If you don't know where to start, try this. We ask that you pray for lives to be changed and that God's kingdom would encourage more souls to join him because of the truth of his word. Thanks so much for listening today and for praying. If you'd like to hear more messages like this one, we encourage you to go to calvaryec.com. Don't forget to join us next time as Pastor Dan will have another great teaching right here on Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize the hands that craft and am what I know because I know His voice and it only takes General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.